This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. In the meantime, it's 5.42, uh, sorry, and for trending today, are we over-providing multi-level parking in new developments and new buildings? So this comes from a user on X, JR Urbane Network, um, and they posted, what stands out for me here is a broader issue in Southeast Asia of excessive parking provision in new dense developments. It's particularly noticeable in Malaysia, where it's extremely common to have five to six floors of multi-level parking topped with towers. Um, so they were responding to a tweet on abandoned projects in, in uh, KL, but also included photos of essentially these multi-story parking towers, right? And we, those of us who live in uh, KL or potentially some of the other larger cities in Malaysia, Asia would recognize them. The the layer after layer after layer of not housing, but in fact, those slightly open air, which tells you that basically it's where cars circle up and up and up to go and park. Uh, and depending on your building, it can be a very small and maddening circle. Oh gosh, yes. I, yeah. I mean, I have very personal investment in that because I drive up personally seven levels to get to my parking spot every single day. Have you timed um, it? How long does it take you to get to your so parking? So it takes me, of course, you only realise this when you, you're five minutes late for work and then that means now you're 20 minutes late. Um, it takes about 10 minutes. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. And so yeah. I think from a user level, there is that. The other part of it, of course, is the discussion about why we're so car-centric to begin with, right? Which is where a lot of the tweets have gone. So Jono, for example, says, I visited someone in an apartment building in Penang and their parking was on the 8th or ninth floor, I think. That's a lot of driving around and around, up and down ramps whenever you want to go out. Pretty crazy car brain stuff. Slightly better than having a sea of surface lots, maybe. And, and that's interesting because I actually think that from, uh, uh, again, a local, no one likes leaving their car in the heat perspective, I don't know whether people would have been cool if I... There's also no room in an urban setting for a sea of parking. It's just not possible. People will always build it. No, it really is not. And, and you know, the the flip side of it is really not the answer either because anyone who lives in a, a housing area will probably tell you how maddening it is to have to deal with the, oh, where will people park their cars? I can only fit one car in my porch and so now I'm going to have to park in between my neighbor's house and mine. So, this does go back to the larger problem, of course, of not just whether these multi-level parking lots are effective or uh, the way to go, but also just why we are still so car-centric and how that's actually significantly impacting both what our public spaces look and feel like, but also just how we need to now plan our lives around that as well. Yeah, because, for example, Hanafi says, if the building doesn't come with two parking spots per unit, then no one will even consider buying. Meanwhile, Iswan says, what do you mean, you know, five to six floors? My new under construction condo is on top of a 10-storey multi-level parking. And guess what? None of the units come with a free parking lot. Gosh, so you have to basically budget to pay for your parking at where you live. La. But that, I think, speaks to the car-centric nature of it all, right? Yes. This, this idea that if we're going to build, we have to build, we have to include the provision for not just one car per unit, um, maybe not even just two cars per unit, that it's going to stretch out in this direction, the assumption that it's a, it's, it's a car-centric focus. 
No, it's a car-centric focus and, and it is becoming more and more untenable because now we're talking about families having at the minimum, I think, two cars. Sometimes it can go more. And then the question of where are we going to park all these cars? Uh, what does it mean in terms of how we get around and space and where we choose to live? And I, I mean, of course, I think the answer is to move towards being less car reliant. But in the short term, I mean, I, I'm, an, I'm an example. Where I live, um, there is no real way to get to a, an MRT or LRT station without using a car. So I need a car either way. And then you need to pay for your then parking. Then I need to go and drive up seven floors or yes. down seven floors every day. Yes. And and then the developer goes, and this is why we have that five yeah. to six or ten storey layer of parking in between. So let us know. That's what we're talking about today. The um, multi-level parking that gets baked into new apartments, new condominiums in particular, and whether that just means we're continuing to be too car-centric, we'd like to hear from you. What's your experience with these multi-level parking lots? Do they drive you bats? Um, and do you think we have our priorities wrong? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. You are listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And on Trending Today, we were talking about parking. Um, and more specifically, actually, this sense that we do still tend to be very car-centric and that part of this evidence is the sometimes... Uh, excessive feeling multi-level parking that is allocated in new developments and buildings where you see this really rather chunky layer of parking kind of embedded in before you get to the residential spaces. And we were asking you, what's your experience with these multi-level parking lots? I imagine quite dizzying. Um, and do you think we have our priorities wrong? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. CK says, multi-level parking is still much better than those very packed areas without parking at all. As long as the parking is not circling up all the way. I feel like vomiting on this kind of genius design. This is the difficulty, right? Because a lot of these buildings, especially because we're talking about dense urban areas, they are tight. They're, they're built to be tight. They're on small lots. Um, they've built upwards. And so because of that, you do find yourself driving past, I don't know, three parking lots and then you're already on the next ramp and then another three and then you on the next ramp. There are all these mezzanine in-between floors as well. So, you know, you think you're getting from 5 to 6, but really you're getting to 5, 5A, 6, 6A. It's, it's really That's something else. That's my building. That's yep. my building. They're all um, like that. I, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm starting to develop like PTSD listening to you. Um, no, but also uh, the point is, the design point is so well made, right? Because there are so many apartment buildings where the reality is people have to drive in and out on a daily basis. And simple things like not having enough of a, what's the word, a radius for people to be able to make a turn into the gantry area or not having enough space for two cars to pass each other comfortably because some people are going out and coming back in. All of these things are problems. So the multi-level is one thing and, and yes, it can be annoying to have to drive up levels, but then it becomes even worse when you talk about it being poorly designed on top of that. Well, um, TIDJ is kind of pushing on this notion of car-centricness, right? Saying 
my sister and I talked about something related to this over the weekend. She used to be with the MOF and here's the thing. Our priority as a nation is wrong. We're obsessed with mega projects. She told me that we could have gone full subterranean for the MRT and LRT, but the cost would have been four to five times. But, you know, if we just forego one tallest tower project, then maybe we could have had that. And subterranean would mean stations located within neighbourhoods with minimal effects on the existing residences because, let's face it, last mile connectivity is the main reason we aren't using public transport. Address this and multi-level car parks for new high-rise residential developments would slowly solve itself. As you were reading that, I had this image of like a future Malaysia movie or, or painting or whatever it is where we no longer need our multi-level car parks because people don't own cars anymore or that many cars and we turn them all into urban gardens. Yeah, farms. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. yeah or farms. Wouldn't that be lovely? I mean, TIDJ, I, I can't verify the, the fact, the idea that, or rather the fact that if we'd gone subterranean, the cost would have been four to five times less. But certainly... The idea of being able to go underground and therefore closer to neighbourhoods without the kind of ongoing roadworks that we see in, in the attempt to create more above ground stations, uh, all of that is very appealing. Uh, we're talking about generational shift though and I think that that can be quite frustrating. No, it definitely can. Um, Steve says, I saw this new condo where it has five levels of parking, ground floor, two basement, two above ground, so that you'll only ever need to drive through two levels of ramp max. My point is that smart design can potentially make these problems less worse. Ultimately, I think Malaysians just have this embedded car culture that means there will never not be there will never there will not ever be enough demand and advocacy for proper pedestrian walkways to go everywhere. Uh, uh, that makes me sad. I, I think that if we did, like, I want to say three main neighbourhoods really, really well, that you would see that advocacy grow. So if you if you did it in three, I don't know why I'm stuck on three. Three is just a good number, I guess. But if you did it in um, major neighbourhoods where a fair amount of people, uh, there's a lot of foot traffic, people who don't live there, might still go and visit or might still go and hang out and that area is super well connected, then I think you will see people looking around and saying, well, why does my neighbourhood not get to be like this? So I think advocacy has to start with a proven project of some kind. You know, if you don't ever see even one successful, well-maintained pedestrian space, why would you imagine it's possible? Uh, no, absolutely, right? And I think that I think it is a push and pull because you first need to live in a building with accessible public transportation and realise you don't need a car before the building can tell you, hey, guess what? We're not going to provide parking lots for free anymore. Um, and for you to think, OK, yes, but that's a lifestyle choice. That's a lifestyle shift that I can make. It's the Singapore thing, right? Yes, where, where, I, 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 did, you, did you see me dance, tap dance really hard not to mention it? <laughs> no, but they, they have done this. Um, and a big part of why it's been successful is because they can actually say, hey, listen, don't be unreasonable. You can actually get around without a car. And also, I'm going to disincentivize seriously um, you financially. And charge you buckets to own a car. Correct, to own a yeah. car and I'm going to force you to change cars. You know, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Madiha has a really good point. Um, words that evoke dread to a likely already difficult situation public hospital parking. Multi-level parking becomes an unfortunate necessity. It's horrible for people with mobility issues, elderly, pregnant patients, not to mention the bulk of car slots probably occupied by staff. Cars are not the answer, but there is no choice. 
Madiha, you bring up such a good point because, I mean, hospitals is is probably the most obvious example. But even in a lot of uh, whether apartments or other publics, uh, all public spaces, those ramps that you talked about, the, you know, 33A, 44A, and then the lift only exists on every alternate floor. If you have mobility issues, it's actually really difficult to just make your way from car park to apartment. Yes. And then the problem here, of course, is that if the last mile if from a public transport perspective is difficult for someone with mobility issues, yeah. then it's still the lesser of two evils to take this horrible parking situation um, with your own car. Versus because at least it's consistent. It's you know consistent. what to expect. You get nearer. Yeah. So it's not the best. And yeah, uh, actually thinking about all the times that I've had to go to a public hospital to visit somebody. I've never been as a patient, thankfully. Um, not yet. Uh, but... The times that I've gone to visit somebody and parked what felt like kilometres away is, is yeah. I've, well, Madiha, you successfully evoked dread. <laughs> Job well done. We'd like to hear from you. What's your experience with these multi-level parking lots? Do they drive you bats? Um, and do you think we have our priorities wrong? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.